Hey, it's Joey Cagle here with Antonio Guerra. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well here. I hope you're all doing well. Antonio, you're doing well? Can't complain. So today we're going to talk about uh, a previous episode of Joey's Totally Tech. We interviewed uh, Anthony Jackson from O'Fallon Computers. Uh, it, that episode launched a couple of weeks ago. He had some interesting answers that uh, we should probably go over. Very interesting indeed. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, first of all, um, he talked about antivirus. He's saying that paid is better than free. Uh, Antonio, what's your experience with antivirus software? Uh, I mean, I don't think I've ever paid for one. Like sometimes when you get a new computer, you get like a free trial or something like that. But for the most part, I use like, you know, Windows security and then yeah. there are free options like Avast and things like that that I've used mm -hmm. in the past. And, you know, I don't want to get too intimate into my browsing details. <laughs> but uh, for the most part, my computer, my computer stayed pretty clean. Right. Yeah. And I've used uh, Windows Defender ever since I had Windows 10. Now, I did use Bitdefender for a little bit because uh, I got some discount through uh deal with linus tech tips yeah but um yeah most of the time i've used windows defender and it worked pretty well for me i can't complain i think my thing is too like i don't really use my pc all that much anymore like i'll use it to like pay bills and like maybe watch some videos on the internet but for the most part i most of my browsing i do like on my phone i do most of my video streaming in my living room or on my phone so mm-hmm yeah, I mean, me personally, if I were giving the advice, I would have told people Microsoft Defender is more than enough for most people. I guess at the same time, too, I guess it just depends on your needs. You know, obviously, mm. you wouldn't use Microsoft Defender to, you know, encrypt your accounting software if you're like a large company. Right. But if you're just some guy with a computer... Yeah, Windows Defender would probably work this fine. Yeah. Now, he suggested Norton, not Norton 360, because that's going to run things constantly, but just regularly Norton. But Norton is um, a bit bloated, in my opinion. Yeah, I wouldn't really know about that. I just know, uh, I don't know. Like, it seems almost like Norton is like malware that protects you from other malware yeah it seems like when you have norton like every few seconds like oh don't forget to upgrade your norton like oh norton this one that like just run in the background please like what the heck yeah and <laughs> i i know some so many people uh pc enthusiasts particularly who will get a pc they'll just take norton off if it comes with it yeah but, it's like well, it's like internet explorer at this point yeah well uh norton i mean or um PC enthusiasts will generally build their own PC, so they won't even worry about that. But yeah. if they're dealing with a pre-built for some reason, yeah, they're just going to get rid of that. Um, yeah. Internet Explorer, that's a similar thing, except you could have easily get rid of that. That's the only thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always in there somewhere. Yeah. Well, Internet Explorer is no longer supported anyway. So. Oh, it's Microsoft Edge now, right? Yeah, it's Edge now, which is... The current version is actually based on the Chromium source code, so it's basically like Google Chrome. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Sleeping with the enemy. <laughs> well, I think they realized that uh, their code just wasn't going to be the future. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, we talked about a seat cleaner and we did agree there. You do not need to have a program messing with your Windows registry. Yeah, I mean, I've used CCleaner in the past just to like, you know, you know, clear out broken, uh, you know, data files and all kinds of stuff just to, I don't know, it probably doesn't really do anything, but I guess it it makes you think that you're getting a slightly faster PC. I really don't know if my startup is faster or anything like that, but. You know, I think it was faster on older systems. Okay. Like I'm talking about like maybe Windows ME, Windows 98. Yeah. Those systems. On a modern Windows system, you definitely don't need it. In fact, you're probably going to break something if you use it. Yeah, I, I try not to mess with, like, registry stuff when I'm clearing out, but, like, I'll get rid of, like, you know, my internet cache and, you know, freaking, I'll defrag and all that kind of stuff. Right. Just little things you can kind of do to give you, like, a little bit extra better performance, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know. Yeah, yeah that can be done without CCleaner. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not trying to do all that. I just want to click <laughs> a few boxes and let the magic happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Windows itself, even, you just click a few boxes for most of that, so. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I said, so. I really don't use my PC that much anymore. So. Yeah. At least in Windows 10, last I checked, unless they've changed something again. Um, Anthony recommended backups to the cloud, which I'm not totally against, but... Are cloud backups always the way to go, especially when cloud accounts have been hacked before? Yeah, I mean, I, again, I think it just depends on what you're saving. If it's like, you know, Price's family photos, you may want a hard copy. Yeah, and you know how many nude pics have been found in uh, cloud accounts that were hacked? I bet you do, though. Uh, no, I haven't <laughs> been doing that. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, so many celebrities have their cloud accounts hacked. Oh, like and, the, uh, what was, what was that found. thing from the fappening? Do you remember that? Uh, I think. Yeah, this is like, oh, this is probably like five years ago, something like that. But like, all these celebrities got their cloud accounts act. And it was just. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's like, I think it's going to really depend on the situation. I probably wouldn't store anything sensitive to the cloud, honestly. Uh, well, yeah, like I said, I don't really have anything really worth saving. Yeah. Like, I got a few pictures on my phone. Yeah. And then, I guess there's some tax information. Yeah. But I keep all that in hard copies, so... Yeah, I mean, I guess the cloud is there for convenience, but I wouldn't use that as, like, okay, I've got this manuscript for this novel I've been writing for 10 years. I'll put it to the cloud. Hopefully, everything will be okay. Like, yeah. no, nah, I wouldn't do that. But, like I said, it just depends on you know, the sensitivity of your data and what exactly your purposes are for it. Right. He said a clear sign of a scam is when someone who does not speak English or when you have someone who does not speak English on the phone with you. We were talking about what you should do or what happens if you call that toll-free number that says your computer is infected with viruses or whatever. And um, he said a clear sign of a scam is someone who does not speak English. And I'm not saying he's wrong, because most of the time these scammers are in places like India. However, is there a bit of racism and nationalism going on here? And I don't think that was actually Anthony's intention, honestly. Yeah, I don't think anyone's saying that. It could come off that way, though. And there are legit customer service people who don't speak English as their first language as well. Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying, too, but 
Yeah, I mean, I've, I know I've gotten a lot of scams. And, and maybe I'm just nitpicking here. I know. I'm just saying, me personally, I've I've been talking to people who I know were scamming me. Some of them speak English, some of them don't. So I really know what to say there. But as far as like uh, like scams, I do know one thing I started doing is. I don't know about you, but I get a lot of emails in my thing talking about like, oh, your Apple account got hacked or your PayPal got hacked right. or your Amazon. And you click on it and then it gives you a little form and it looks kind of official except the grammar yeah. isn't really that great. Yeah, he, that's the phishing scams there. We actually talked about phishing a little earlier on the, in the episode too. Yeah. I think it was earlier on if I remember correctly. Awesome. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But what I started doing is, um, you know, a lot of email uh, clients now they show you like i guess like a nickname or something like that so the nickname will say like you know apple security or whatever mm-hmm. but if you click on that name it'll bring up the whole email address and it's just a bunch of like right. random letters and numbers so if you see that that's definitely like a red flag so that's something that i personally do myself yeah but as far as like uh scammers go over the phone mm-hmm. i think it's just a good safe bet is if you're not a hundred percent you know a company that you trust you know, no one's no one official is going to call you up and ask you for any, you know, information about like your social security number or your credit cards or your account numbers. No one's going to call you and ask for that. So right. And then at the same time, too, just make sure when you are calling another number, make sure you're calling the correct number. So you know, yes. At the, at the end of the day, there are things out there to kind of protect you, but mm-hmm. you know, the responsibility comes down to yourself to protect yourself. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've always, um, at least if I'm on PC, I would mouse over the link before clicking anything to see if it was legit. Yeah. And if it's not going to, like, PayPal.com like it should, it's probably not legit. But even if you're still not sure about it, because I wouldn't just trust that. Yeah. Go to PayPal.com itself. Don't go through the link. And uh, see if there's any notifications in your account or anything. Or call the number on the official website or contact them via email. Yeah, these hackers these days are pretty sophisticated, so you gotta yes. be careful out there. And finally, this is the main event. Uh, changing passwords every 90 days. That's good. Uh, but we get into one of the big problems we've had here um, that might have set a lot of red flags off for people who are listening to the episode. He was suggesting making passwords the same. Uh, I mean, I don't. I'm full disclosure. I'm kind of one of those people that has kind of the same password for everything. Right. And um, <laughs> I mean, I'll 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 switch it up sometimes because you know certain people. I go, you have to have this many characters. You can't have an exclamation point or an ampersand or a parentheses or whatever. Yes. So. I could see possibly, and I've been told by lots of people, like, that's definitely not good to do. And, uh, you know, they're probably right. But what I might suggest is maybe, like, having, like, a base password and then customizing it based on, like, what you're using. So Mm -hmm. let's say, you know, you have your Amazon account. Your, you know, your base password could be, like, you know, ABC123, and then maybe something to let you know it's Amazon. So maybe, like, AMAZ. 28 i don't know something like that yes and uh anthony was kind of saying the same thing he was saying zoom 01 zoom 02 it's for example yeah uh however that still makes it easier for hackers to guess another password oh, yeah, you may I, have. I definitely understand that so yeah i think for me it's just laziness honestly yeah and at the same time too i'm not really doing a whole lot like my really sensitive stuff like my bank mm-hmm. password is different 
but like stuff like you know my netflix and my hulu and all that crap you know if someone wants to you know what are they gonna do hack my account and pay my bill for me like i'm not really worried about that (laughs) right yeah um i mean i don't really recommend the way anthony was suggesting but i do see where he comes from because most people do have trouble remembering their passwords especially like older people too like you know i can't imagine seven six year old person being like oh what's my netflix password oh it's completely different than my amazon password sorry sorry. yeah it's like um yeah people forget their passwords so i see where they're coming from but that's where like password managers like LastPass come in um and we talked about LastPass as well um so there's the concern from some however can LastPass get hacked and Anthony told us that uh, LogMeIn takes very uh, takes their security. Anthony told us that LogMeIn takes their security very seriously. LogMeIn is the owner of LastPass, and they have a huge amount of redundancy in place, so it's not likely that they'd get hacked. But I'd say, e- even with that in mind. Hackers still find a way. Hackers are always a step of two or maybe even a few steps ahead of security professionals. That's the thing, too. Like, you know, everything hasn't been hacked until it gets hacked. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, I'm sure, you know, you know, you, you know, Yahoo has been hacked before. Well, it never got hacked until someone hacked it. You know what I'm saying? So. Yes. So, I mean, I think there's going to come a time where they could get hacked. Now what are you going to do about LastPass? And I do use LastPass, don't get me wrong. I find it very convenient. Mm -hmm. But it's going to suck if they get hacked and I will change my password immediately if and quite frankly when that happens. I do think it will happen. That's the thing too, like you don't know there could be, you know, a hacker or a group of hackers working on, you know, something to, you know, just brute force, you know, attack Mm -hmm. any you know company you just don't know so like i said before the onus comes on to you to protect yourself you know correct yes and then finally we talked about vpns i'm going to agree with him there vpns uh they make you anonymous but um i think most people are just using vpns either for doing something illegal or for seeing other regions on netflix that they can't uh watch videos in our region here in america you know they like they kind of slow you down too right it can depending on the vpn yeah and what you're doing but i've really i mean i've used a vpn before um i've used some good ones and um you know that's fine but i don't know that it does that much for security anymore other than making you anonymous, but they've been hacked too. Also, VPNs can be blocked. If you go to the Taco Bell on Sardis Road North here, yeah. if you try to get on a VPN, you're most likely not going to be able to do it because their router has the VPN blocked. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. It's like they think, oh, if I go to China, I'll just use a VPN. No, the country can block that VPN, possibly. Um, I mean, a lot of VPNs aren't blocked, but some are. So if I want to buy some credit cards and heroin off the internet, don't go to Taco Bell to do it. (laughs) Right, right. And that's the concern about net neutrality, too, um, or the lack of net neutrality now. 
if the internet service provider you're using wants to block VPNs, they totally could. And a lot of people were thinking when uh, net neutrality went away, um, they were thinking, oh, I could just use a VPN and get around that. Not necessarily. Spectrum could totally block the VPN that I would have used. Yeah, it's pretty wild stuff, the whole net neutrality thing. Yeah. And that's that's a big concern of mine. I'd like to bring net neutrality back. Fortunately, I haven't had any major issues without the net neutrality, but... Actually, kind of, I don't think I've heard anyone talk about it for the last couple of years, but... Yeah, I think it's uh, kind of calmed down a bit, but... Well, I guess there's more... Uh... There's more important issues at play now. <laughs> yes, there there are. And I, I guess internet service providers haven't really thought much about how to nickel and dime you out of your internet access. Other than uh, phone providers, they'll do that. Mm. Though Cricket, I've, I, we've got Cricket for our phone. They're good. I've got uh, the unlimited internet plan and mobile hotspot too except the mobile hotspot is not unlimited but you know it's great (laughs) yeah i mean i use total wireless that's a prepaid but it's like 35 bucks i get like 10 megabits of data which is enough for me like i hardly ever go over that right sometimes if i'm going like on a long car trip i use Waze. other than that i Mm -hmm. i rarely if ever go over the internet cap yeah Yeah, but in my opinion, I think internet service providers should be treated more as a utility, especially since so many people need it now. Oh, yeah. They got all the money, so... Yeah. You can kind of dance around the rules a little bit for now. Yeah, until the FCC brings net neutrality back. (laughs) We'll see what happens. Yes. Well, this has been it for this bonus episode of Joey's Totally Tech. I've been Joey Cagle. And I'm Antonio Guerra. And we will catch you next time.